After a week off, we are back again with another episode of the House of Bars podcast. We'll be discussing all things NBA with the draft, free agency, and trades. And I've got some interesting talking points about Arizona sports that you do not want to miss. It's all coming up next on the House of Bars podcast. episode that I'm recording from Arizona. In case you didn't know what in case you didn't know what I'm talking about, me and my family come out here during vacations to and to get away from New York City for a week or two usually. So, in honor of that, we're going to start today's podcast talking some Arizona sports, getting you guys caught up on the Arizona sports culture that you probably didn't know about before. So, uh, we're going to talk about primarily the Suns and the Cardinals. There were some good news and some bad news with both teams, and we'll get into the bad news about the Suns later. First off with the good news, they traded for Chris Paul. I was on a flight over here when I first found out, and I was ecstatic. The fact that we have someone who's not just a veteran mentor, but someone who can still play at a high level is so, so important for a young squad like the Suns. Also, that backcourt will be one of the best in the league in my eyes. You have CP3, who's an all-world playmaker and, and can make everyone around him better. And Devin Booker, who can just score at will and just shoot the three with ease. I'm not just saying this as a Suns fan, but I'm really excited to see if they can make some major, major noise in the West and continue that 8-0 um, no streak that they had in the bubble. Next up, we have the Cardinals. And their newly traded wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, he just made the catch of the year uh, last Sunday. Unless you've been living under a rock, you know exactly what I'm about to talk, uh, talk about. Against the Bills, they were losing 30-26 to with 11 seconds left on the clock. Kyler Murray rolls out to the left and fires, a ball, fires the ball downfield off his back foot. And then covered by three Bills, DeAndre Hopkins jumps up and makes the catch that would eventually win them that game. It shocked all corners of the sports world with various social media outlets show, showing the play. Um, also, Kyler Murray trademarked that play as, uh, as Hail Mary. Best meme of like that catch over those Bills players. You get a signed jersey. And Tom Brady actually won that. And DeAndre Hopkins gave a signed jersey. Tom Brady's meme was just like a gif of a goat chewing. That that was that was pretty slick because he knows DeAndre Hopkins is like one of the best of all time. So yeah, that that was that was that was probably one of the plays of the last like decade, maybe. Other than that, Rogers to Rogers, Hail Mary against the Lions. Um, I mean, I mean, you would think that that momentum would carry into that Thursday night game against the Cardinals. However, that wasn't the case because here comes the bad news: the Cardinals lost that game against them, twenty-eight to twenty-one. The the Seahawks had a commanding sixteen to seven lead at halftime, but then it was back and forth the rest of the way. Every time the Seahawks scored, it seemed like the Cardinals just kept chipping away at that lead. There was almost a replication of last week's heroics, but this time it didn't work out, as the Seahawks moved to sole possession of first place in the NFC West and moved to 7-3 on the year, and they moved to 10-1 when they play on Thursday night. So the, those, that, that marketing strategy for the scheduling people in the NFL was pretty good because 
I mean, you got to have a good team on a Thursday night game who's just going to win all the time. So that's just me. But anyway, next up, we have the NBA draft. I'm going to give you guys my breakdown of the top 10 picks in the draft and what I think about each team. But first, before I get into that, make sure if you haven't checked out any of my articles yet, they're at houseofbars.com. I, I wrote up a mock draft about like when they when they announced the lottery. So I think it was like in July or something like that. I think it was like July, August, something like that. And I did a whole mock draft. So it's probably one of the best. It's I mean, it's easily one of the best mock drafts on the market right now. So if you want if, if you want to check that out, go right ahead. Um, if you want to get a, a deep scope into each of these players before I jump into it. But here we go. With the first pick of the 2020 NBA draft, the Timberwolves have selected Anthony Edwards guard out of Georgia. Even though I thought Lamelo was going to go number one, it was going to be likely that Edwards was going to take was taking that spot. Yes, he's a fantastic scorer and can finish at the rim with ease, but it seems like that's just all that he can do, in my opinion. To be successful in the NBA, you need to stretch the floor, shoot from deep, and find other ways of scoring. I think I think I I just need to see more from him to give you guys my full stamp of approval, but for right now I just don't I just don't see it. I feel I feel like it'll be a good fit for D'Lo and Cat, but I just for, as a player I don't feel like he's gonna have that great of a career. I, I feel like for me I just like I said I just need to see more of him in order for me to make a valid um, prediction of how of how his career is gonna go. With the second pick, the Warriors selected James Wiseman center out of Memphis. Guys, this guy is going to be so good in the NBA. Like, you don't even know. He's unbelievable down low, and he could shoot it pretty well, too. The Warriors needed that big that could solidify that team with Steph Curry, Wiggins, and Draymond. The reason why I didn't say Clay though, was because he tore his Achilles during a pickup game that will keep him out for the rest of the year, or, or for the whole season. He didn't even start yet. So, prayers up to him, by the way. Let's wish him well. Uh, hopefully, he's going to get better sometime soon. But anyways... Wiseman is going to be something special in the coming years. Also, here's here's a comparison for you guys to think about. He reminds me a little bit of a Kevin Garnett who can shoot a little more. And people have also said like Chris Bosh, but I feel like just his ability down low on the offensive side and the defensive side, it's just like it reminds me a lot of like a Kevin Garnett. So I might I might sound crazy, but I feel like that's just what that's just what I'm that's just what I'm feeling for that one. But anyway, the third pick in the draft, Hornets had this pick. And this selected Lamelo uh, Lamelo Ball guard out of the Illawarra Hawks. All I gotta say here is the Hornets just got their star guard that they've been missing since Kemba left. I mean, he's just 19 years old. I mean, just imagine what he'll be like in his prime. He's he's he is like six foot seven, six foot eight. He can he he's he reminds me a lot of Magic Johnson and his playmaking skills. People have called him a bust because Lonzo was kind of a bust, but then he kind of rebuilt his career a little bit. So, I mean, we'll see what happens, though. I'm really excited to see what LaMelo does in Charlotte. And they just signed someone really big, and it was a really shocking signing. But we'll get into that later on. Uh, also, I'll end with this. Where, where is this MJ LaVar one-on-one that we've been talking about for the longest time now? I mean, LaMelo talked about it in his conference, said, like, oh, we all know who's going to win. Uh, it's just I, I don't want this to happen because I'm just going to be torn between my – my dad and my boss. It's just gonna be weird, but I I think it'll be like I I think I think if they actually televise it, I think they're gonna be easy like twenty million people just watching that one one on one that we've been waiting for so long that Le, that Levar Ball has been talking on first take with Stephen A. Smith for the longest longest time now. But anyway, enough of that. Um, 
with the fourth pick in the draft, the Bulls selected uh, Patrick Williams, forward out of Florida State. Honestly, I thought they would pick Danny Avdia with, at this spot, but he would drop like crazy in this draft, and we'll get into that later. And to, and to Williams now, he's a great defender. He has good hustle. He has great rebounding skills, particularly on the offensive side, and he, and he has good post skills. He would fit really well with this Bulls team with Kobe White, Zach Levine, and Lauren Marketing. So I'm really excited to see how that Bulls team plays, especially in those city jerseys that look kind of like that great Gatsby kind of feel, that 50s look. If I posted on my Instagram the other day, which I'll talk about later also. But yeah, those jerseys are kind of cool. Anyway, enough of the Bulls now. We're going to get into the Cavaliers now, who with the fifth pick selected Isaac Okoro forward out of Auburn. This guy is really sneaky good. I think he's going to be an underrated player like a Drew Holiday for years to come, but at the fourth spot. Um, he's a great finisher, and he's a great defender, and I think he's going to be a good fit with the Cavs team that just needs other wings besides Kevin Love and whoever else they got over there. Because, honestly, they like ever since they um, lost that, what, like <clears throat> like 2018 uh, championship, like I just like lost track of where the Cavs went. I know my I know my guy Griffin. We had, we had him on... Uh, a couple weeks ago, he's a big Cavs fan. So, I mean, le- I mean, Griffin, let me know what you think of this pick, man. I think, I, I mean, I think this is an okay pick, but I feel like, but I feel like uh, his coach Bruce Pearl, his coach at Auburn, was talking him up a little bit, saying he was a good kid, uh, does everything the coach wants you to do. Like, so I feel like Okora is going to be something special in the NBA. So um, now, next up with the sixth pick. The Atlanta Hawks selected uh, Onyeka Okongwu. I know it's kind of hard to say, but I've heard it on like TV so many times. So I feel like I'm one of the first people to get that down. But it's Onyeka Okongwu. Uh, he's a forward slash center out of USC. The Hawks needed that traditional big like him who can balance out their small ball lineup with Trey Young, Kevin Herter, and John Collins. Also, I had them on my radar to be a, a, to be a surprise team to make some noise in the East. So... Watch out for them. They're going to be something special to watch this year. Next, with the seventh pick, the, the uh, Detroit Pistons selected Killing Hayes, a guard out of France. If you haven't known this already, I'm really, really high on this kid. And it seems like the Pistons would agree with me. They needed that guard who can be shifty like Tony Parker and has that floater game. He can like still pass it with the best of them. Like, I feel like he's going to be that sneaky guard that... No one has on their radar, but I feel like he's going to have a great, great career. Maybe like a Kyle Lowry or something. Um, also, I could definitely see like a, a, a Killian Hayes, Blake Griffin pick and roll duo just throwing up lobs in, in, the, in the Motor City. It's going to be it's going to be very interesting to watch and see how uh, he does this. Um, how, see how he does it. Um, next up with the eighth pick, all my New York people. Listen to this real quick. The New York Knicks selected Obi Toppin. Forward out of Dayton. Fun fact is dad played street ball in New York and was coined the nickname Dunker's Delight. I mean, to me, it seems like the apple doesn't fall, fall far from the tree. Obi was going to be the next Zion in college with how he dunked. He was doing standing windmill dunks under the rim. Like, almost under the rim. Do you know how hard that is? Like, imagine you just jump and just like, 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 like spin your arm back and just put it in. Like... And, and a standing motion, like, that's that, that that's hard enough to do it, like, when you're jumping off of a momentum. But when you're just standing in the middle and you're just, like, cocking your arm back all the way, like, that's crazy. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, like, I just, it's just, I can't even fathom that. But, yeah, Knicks fans can rejoice a little bit. 
and get that draft monkey off just enough to be happy right now because, trust me, they need something, something to go their way. And I think that pick was going their way. Like, Obi's going to be special. I mean, he was also the Wooden Award winner for a short college basketball season before the madness got canceled due to COVID. But anyway, with the ninth pick, the Wizards selected Danny Avdia forward out of Israel. Another fun fact, this guy learned English by Call of Duty and iCarly. Very interesting way to do that, but it didn't even, it didn't even come close to Wilmer Flores uh, learning English by watching Friends. But that's another story for another day. And one more thing to mention about that, he uh, I, I went to a Mets game one time and when he was still on the Mets, and uh, his walk-up song was the Friends theme song, which is hilarious. Like, th- that, that seems so full circle to me. But anyway... Uh, back to Denny. Uh, this guy was supposed to be the next Luca, but I lo- although I don't think he'll get there, I think he'll be a really good player for years to come. Also, he has his name among the top Israeli players in the NBA. Of the three Israeli players in the NBA history, they, they all got picked in the first round, but Denny was the highest overall pick in the first round. The other two players were Omari Caspi, who played for the Kings and Pelicans and various other teams, and TJ Leaf, who, play- who's plays- who plays for the Indiana Pacers right now. With the tenth and final pick that we're gonna talk about, my Phoenix Suns selected Jalen Smith forward out of Maryland. Yeah, I mean we had to save the best for last. Let me let me just go on a rant real quick and then we'll get into some other stuff. You had Tyrese Halliburton and Devin Vassell in your hands, and you somehow blew it with this projected first rounder to second round pick. Literally two days before you traded for one of the greatest point guards of this generation. And then you mess it up. Really? I mean, to be fair, though, they just signed Jay Crowder yesterday. So I think that was a big W. But anyway, that just that just blew my mind. I don't understand why you needed to pick somebody who was a mid mid first rounder to early second rounder in the top 10. That makes zero sense. But they clearly see something in this guy, so I hope he proves me wrong at some point. But for right now, it's a massive L. But anyway, we're done with the draft. We're, we're done with that. I'm really excited to see what these young guys are going to do, but I just, I can't, I can't even fathom that Suns pick. It's just, it's, 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 it's literally going to give me like PTSD once he does, once he actually does good. I, just a little bit of an unrelated story. I remember this, there was this kid who like, booed Chris Stapps when he got drafted and then Chris Stapps was one of the best players or came out to be one of the best players in the NBA when he was on the Knicks so that was that was crazy anyway we're gonna shift to some free agency now and there are some big big signings that went down first we're gonna group a uh, 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 first we're gonna group two signings in a trade which we'll talk about again later uh Montrez Harrell and Wesley Matthews got signed uh, and Dennis Schroeder got traded to the L.A. Lakers. I love these two signings in the, in the trade for the Lakers. They needed that sharpshooting quality that Matthews has, that, that Danny Green had, but isn't there anymore, obviously, because he, uh, he messed up in the finals. Harrell, on the other hand, has that grit and determination on the glass that the Lakers need if, if Braun or AD has an off night. And finally, Dennis Schroeder was a runner-up for Sixth Man of the Year. So you know he and Harrell, who also won this year's Sixth Man of the Year, who who, 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 who would win this year's Sixth Man of the Year, can come off of the bench and just do damage while Braun and AD are resting. 
Again, two great signings and a great trade that could pad their chances to be repeat champs in 2021, at least in my opinion. The next one might surprise you. Uh, Danilo Gallinari is going to go into the Atlanta Hawks. They uh, they need that vet presence on a team that's one of the youngest in the league with an average age of 25.76 years. Also, you need someone who can score and put up 10-plus points for you each night. Again, the Hawks are a surprising team to watch this upcoming season. So definitely, like I said, definitely something to watch with Gallinari, Okungwu, Trey Young, Kevin Herter, John Collins. Uh, some bench guys in there, too, that are really good also. So I'm really excited to see what this Hawks team does this year, uh, but we'll see what happens. Anyway, the next signing, Gordon Hayward is going to the Charlotte Hornets. What? <laughs> that came out of left field and nowhere at the same time, if you know what I mean. Yeah, adding them to my surprise list right now. I'm, I'm writing it down right now. I, uh, Hornets and then the Hawks and the surprise list. Like, LaMelo Ball and Gordon Hayward, those two together equals one of the more fun teams to watch. Uh, last signing we're going to discuss is that just got reported, I think, um, like last night, like into the night, like overnight. Uh, Serge Ibaka is going to the Clippers. That's a really good replacement for Montrez Harrell. He could, uh, Ibaka could space the floor really well and shoot really well for his size. And he's going to help Kawhi and PG expand their games as well. So if I was a Clippers fan, I would be really happy that we got uh, that, uh, that that you would get Serge Ibaka in place of Montrezl Harrell. But I mean, Montrezl Harrell is just too good. But like, I think Ibaka is going to be a good enough replacement to kind of fill that fill that gap and do well for them. Now there were some trades that went down that were crazy as well. Steven Adams uh, got traded to the Pelicans for first and second round picks from both the Pelicans and the Nuggets because it was a three-team trade. He averaged in your double-double last season, and the Pelicans needed that formidable center who can lead and do well on the court as well. And because like the Pelicans had that like small ball lineup with Zion, uh, Zion at like small forward, power forward, and then uh, Lonzo at, 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 the, at the point guard position, they need that center who can who can hold the fort and just and just get ten points and ten rebounds each night. So, if if I was the Pelicans, that was that was a that was a really good pick for them or trade for them. Next, we have uh, a li- a little one that uh, got finalized a little earlier before the trade deadline started, but you can finalize it and then like actually make it official when the trading starts, if that makes sense. Uh, but anyway. Drew Holiday was traded to the Bucks for Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, who later got traded again to the Thunder, and three first-round picks. In my opinion, like Drew Holiday is one of the more underrated game, uh, underrated players in the game right now. He's an all-world defender, and, and he can score too if you need him to. They need that point guard who the Bucks uh, who can like who the Bucks need to successfully build around Giannis and bring them to that Finals appearance. They almost traded for Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Kings, um, but that fell through due to like um, like bank make for, due to due to the NBA making it official earlier than the start of the trade thing. If that makes sense, that that would have made the Bucks look scary. But for right now, I feel like Drew Holiday is 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 enough to get them to that uh, finals appearance that I mentioned. Uh, next up, we have Seth Curry going to the 76ers. For Josh Richardson and the newly drafted Tyler Bay. 
Seth isn't just Seth's brother anymore. He's he's coming into his own and writing his own story. He's a great shooter from deep, and they need that floor spacer that they've been missing when J.J. Redick left for New Orleans. He's also the son-in-law of, of his own coach, Doc Rivers, because he married Doc's daughter. So that's very interesting. I, I, I can't wait to see how that family dynamic between them will play out. But we'll see what happens. I, th- I think I think Seth is going to do really well this year with Ben and Embiid and all those guys that they have there. The last trade we're going to talk about is that the Warriors are going to trade for uh, Kelly Oubre from the Thunder, who, who got traded from the Suns in the CP3 trade. So he went from the Suns to the Thunder to the Warriors in a matter of, like, what, three, four days? That's crazy. I mean... I mean that's just how the business is played, man. That that that's just how that's just how business works in the NBA. But uh, talking about the Warriors, instead of a small ball lineup from a few years ago, uh, they're going in a complete opposite direction with a tall ball lineup. You have Steph at the one, uh, Ubre and Wiggins can be interchangeable at the two and the three spot. Draymond at the four and Wiseman at five. That's looking like a team that can compete for an eight seed, just like my sons will try to do as well. But anyway, that's it for the NBA trades, free agency, all that kind of stuff. I just wanted to keep it short this week because, I mean, I did have a lot of work to do last week, so I didn't post. And I wanted to post uh, this week, too, which I which I did, but there's still a lot of work for me to do in real uh, IRL. So just a lot of stuff happening, but I wanted to get this uh, episode out for you guys. But anyway, before I outro this episode today, I want to talk about a baller of the week today, uh, and that is the and the L.A. Lakers. Uh it's all because of that Wesley Matthews, Dennis Schroeder, and Montrezl Harrell signings and trades. Like those three pieces will get you to crazy amounts of numbers next year. Like I mean, if you think like last year's championship team was good, I mean, just look at what this uh, what this team is gonna look like with with uh, Wesley Matthews doing his like bow and arrow with Dennis Schroeder and Montrezl Harrell coming off the bench. If Brian and AD are sitting out and need a rest, so I feel like this team could win like like seventy games. I feel like yeah, this this team could definitely win like late 60s, 70 games. I feel like just that's how good this team is. And I and in the NBA, you don't really say that for a lot of for a lot of teams, but for me, I just feel like this team is like 70, 70 win worthy type of team because you have a really balanced team. That's really good at all facets of the game: offense, defense, shooting, uh, post, uh, scoring in the paint, uh, mid-range, what, whatever else. So I feel like the Lakers are going to be something special to watch uh, this coming season. But anyway, that's it for this week. Uh, please like, uh, not like. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not on YouTube. <laughs> please. Subscribe and follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You guys know the drill already. Also, I haven't mentioned this enough. Follow me on Instagram at House of Bars. That's H O U Z Z of O F B A L L E R Z Z. I know that's a handful, so I'll say that again. H O U Z Z O F B A L L E R Z Z. Okay. And I'll also probably post on my Twitter soon, which is the same handle that I mentioned twice before. So, anyway, that's it, y'all. I am out of here. See y'all next week. Peace!